All right, this is Cody for Paranormality Magazine. I am here with Jade from Ghost Club Paranormal. Thank you, Jade, for for sitting down with me. Thanks for having me. So you have quite the following, 48,000 followers on YouTube, 13,000 followers on Instagram, and you consistently get tons of views. How did you do it? <laughs> um, okay, so I started YouTube three years ago. So, you know, I, I do know more people who have had like crazier growth than I have. Um, I've been pretty like slow and steady and I think the, like the quality of the people who are actually like following along the journey and that like and knowing them like really really helps um, but that is I think a reason why the channel is successful as well is because I care about these people and I genuinely talk to these people and you know I always say like my emails are always open my Instagram inbox is always open and I have like genuine connections with the people who watch and, that's and, and the content's good the content is good <laughs> the content is good um I've been a follower so I'm kind of fangirling here I'm not gonna lie so this is this is kind of awesome but like that's 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 great that it's authentic yeah. And it's not like some AI or some assistant that is saying, hi, this is Jade, but it's really not Jade. Well, yeah, like I know a lot of YouTubers, well, not a lot, but I know some YouTubers who don't even comment back on the comments that they get on their videos. They'll like pay somebody to respond back to comments if they need to. Um, yeah, and I just, I don't know, but that's the funnest, that's the most fun part for me is the premieres and interacting with the viewers. And obviously you started it just to document what you were doing. You Did, did you think you were gonna blow up like you have? Nah, like I really didn't. And, uh, I, but I mean, the whole point of this for me personally wasn't just to investigate it was to like build this community and just like a little bit on the side here when I first started off um it, my Instagram was because I had like done a Ouija board and something really crazy had happened and I wasn't too sure what to deal with it so I started to look to like local paranormal groups and I was asking them like what do I do and I got a hundred different answers on oh like you need to burn the board you need to bury the board you need to break the board no don't break the board hire a priest like and it was just like a lot of information and I was kind of like well I'm just going to start looking into it a little bit more. And, you know, I, I don't ever want to be in this scenario again where something like crazy paranormal happens. And I'm like, I don't know what to do, you know? So you couldn't find like a straight answer. So now you're out there finding the answer to the question yourself. And that's pretty much. And that's great. And, and you know, I'm actually, so this is obviously, I told you this is going to, in our October um, edition, but in my November edition, I'm actually featuring a story, actually two stories about females breaking down gender roles in the paranormal community. Because if you look at a lot of the big creators, like the ones that have the TV shows or even on YouTube, 
it's really male dominated and I it's hypocritical of me to sit here and say that being a male but I I realize there are these positive people in the uh, positive females in the paranormal community that are actually doing good stuff and not you know not doing this for you know the wrong reasons and so you know the fact that you have built this audience organically and you know 48,000 people is is not a small number when it comes to YouTube because you can search paranormal on YouTube and there's thousands of creators and mm-hmm. and there's only a handful that have that number or higher yeah you know like right now yeah i'm sitting at 48,000 or something like that but it's it's strange because a lot of uh, paranormal youtubers i seem to see like on on youtube it's like they're usually at around like the 20,000 mark or they're at like 100,000 plus and it's a weird gray area to be sitting in this like 48,000 like in the 40,000 you know, place. I'm just like, I don't know. It kind of seems like this is the tip of the iceberg, maybe. Um, Because I I don't know, YouTube is so weird. Sometimes, you know, I have, I can, you know, just gain like two subscribers one day, the next day I'll gain 200. And it works the same with the episodes as well. It's, um, you know, sometimes I'll get over 70,000 views, which is way more than how many subscribers I have. And then sometimes, you know, they won't well I'm not going to say not do as well because you know if one person watches it does well in my eyes and that's great it it seems like you're really not focused on the numbers so it's not like content is being driven by numbers it's numbers are being driven by content you put out quality content and and the numbers just follow along yeah a thousand percent like I mean don't get me wrong, it does feel really, really good when one of the episodes start doing really well. Um, but at the same time, I feel like it's like I'm, I'm not obsessing over it. And when I started my YouTube journey, one person that I had, you know, was working with, um, I won't name any names, but that person did, you know, obsess over the numbers and everything like that. And it ultimately, you know, it just isn't a good way of life. And if I'm not having fun, then I just don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't want your content to like, you have a bad video. You don't want to have to change your content to, to, to get those numbers. And, and that's what a lot of people do. They put the shock factor in there. They, you know, they, they hype up these videos, but there's not a lot of, and, and what's funny is, is, you know, I'm a paranormal investigator as well. So when you go into these places there, you, you could sit there for three or four hours with no activity. Mm-hmm. That's what the YouTubes don't really, or the TV shows don't really show is these quiet moments, mm-hmm. but everybody wants to hype up the, the, Oh yeah. Oh, did you hear that door slam or, but, then you got people that are faking evidence and it, it just, you know, you don't have to do that clearly to be successful. Yeah. Honestly, like my views on that are the people who fake evidence. Sorry, a notification just popped up. The people who 
fake evidence just aren't this is going to sound bad but they're not entertaining themselves enough you know like if you're if if you've gotten to that point where you're faking evidence you know it doesn't have to be an insane investigation you know but if you're going to put an episode out there like rather just if if you didn't get any evidence just don't put it out at all or if you just want to show what it's the reality of an investigation is like then you know you can bounce back and forth with your friend, like put those moments in, because I've had to do that myself. Not every investigation is going to yield insane paranormal, you know, activity, but, you know, people still like to just see the realness behind it as well, you know. I get excited if, like, because I, I, you know, cat balls, things like that. If I get a cat ball to go off once, it's a successful investigation. Like it, it went off. I try to debunk it. And if I can't debunk it, Hey, guess what? I got, I got the evidence here that, Hey, look, something, something is happening, but yeah. Do, do I like it when, you know, stuff goes crazy and door slam and like, yes, but that's not always the case. Yeah, no, it's true. And it's usually the ones that are like your most, scared for or you hear the stories about this place or you've just forked out a bunch of cash to go and investigate this crazy location and then you get there and sometimes it just sometimes it's just not your night so you have to be very patient as well <laughs> so you've 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 been to quite a few places here in the u.s and you've also done uh investigations overseas now obviously the united states is a a, a younger country so there's not as much history with some of these buildings as opposed to going over to you know the uk or or whatnot do you see a different type of like spirit like a, a different type of haunting in like those older buildings over there or is it or is it just pretty much the same I would honestly say it's pretty much the same. It's just different stories, different history, but it's pretty much the same. Yeah. I mean, over here you have like the Virginia cities and, you know, all those places out in Nevada, which is close to, I'm in California. There's not too many haunted places out here. Um, so I like to travel in Nevada quite a lot and just the stories with the gold rush and, you know, so many mining fires, that seems to be a big thing. Just hundreds of people losing their lives, like, very tragically. Yeah. I see that. You you're, you, you're, you're, you have an episode coming out. It's already going to be out when this article, obviously, is released. But you went to the Goldfield Hotel. Yeah. Uh, you've been to the Nevada State Prison. Uh, you've been to the Torture Museum. You got locked in at the Torture Museum. So, like, you do all these, like, crazy places what's it what's it like like how do you decide i want to go to this location as opposed to that location honestly i want to go to all the locations <laughs> so it's just kind of a, a a matter of um do i have enough time because i also work so i have like i work monday to friday and then i investigate weekends and then also monday to friday i, I edit during there um so it's uh, just literal work 24 7. um but yeah if i have like a week off then 
obviously then we we plan bigger investigations travel somewhere if i have i mean i had the summer off so i was like okay the uk you know <laughs> um and then it just all depends on budget i mean how much they're asking for um if there's anybody who can you know sometimes you know they're, they're okay with just doing like a free investigation as well but money is a huge part of it you know sadly yeah. yes have you had locations push back because you're not as famous as a lot of people push back as like they don't, don't want, want you there? to record or don't want you to be there have you yeah so actually like this summer i had my first like i don't know the uk is weird i've never sorry i'm talking i'm getting too excited this is a very fun conversation thanks for having me <laughs> you're welcome i I'm, I'm having fun i'm glad you i want you to come on here and have fun this is <laughs> this is why i originally i started my youtube channel i wanted to bring people on and um share their stories because we're a community like this is like my followers might not follow you and your followers might not follow me and then it just spreads our content out there. And then I had written a story about myself, submitted it to, to the magazine. And they're like, hey, we like this article. Oh, by the way, do you want to come write for us? That's and so, cool. <laughs> so I'm like, sure. I never thought myself as a writer. So and here I am. And I found my niche as uh, doing interviews. I, I, I have fun just talking to people, hearing their stories it's 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 a great time so yeah. you, you were saying so the uk is a weird place and you've got some pushback <laughs> yeah um yeah so two years ago when i went to the uk i just done a lot of more um kind of like abandoned locations you know i didn't really book any locations um my nana had passed away so i just wasn't sure when the funeral was going to be so i just didn't book anything um but this summer I, I was like, no, we need to really book locations and, you know, do the whole shebang, like go in there with, you know, get our B-roll shots during the day and all that. And um, I had a list of places where I wanted to go and I had somebody in the UK that was organizing them for me um, just because the time difference. And one of them, I'll just name, it was the Ancient Ramen. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it is a really popular haunted spot over there. And um, I believe it's like 65 pounds, which is roughly about like, I don't know, like $80 maybe or something um, to do an investigation there. But I think they wanted, I think it was around like 700 pounds if I wanted to go film for YouTube. And I'm like, what? Do I need to show them how much I make on YouTube? Or like, this is wild. Like how, it's it's so strange to me that, you know, these people would want more money because it's going out there when really it's kind of like free exposure. So I'm not too sure what the thought process is there, but that happened with three different places over in the UK. And it was the second, like they were they were totally up for it. And I had to cancel one of my investigations because um, they, 
heard when I was coming, they were just like, oh, if this is for YouTube, then nah, like we, we don't really want you guys filming because we're going to turn these places into hopefully like something else. I, th I think it was like a, an, an old folks home or something like that. And, and we don't need any crazy, you know, stories going out there and this place being recognized. So yeah, that was really, you know, just hard. I think that would be cool. Like a, like a, uh, a haunted retirement home. Like that's where all us paranormal investigators are going to go when, when we're, you know, it's time for us to go to nursing homes. I want it to be spooky. Exactly. There's a niche for it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> look at all, you got all these conventions and these people that just love the paranormal. And yeah, I, I would totally like, there is a, uh, um, an antique store about 40 minutes from here that is haunted. It's a former Knights of Pythias uh, temple. And I've investigated there twice. They're actually turning it into an, a haunted Airbnb. So, so I'm like, sign me up. I, I would like to stay the night in a spooky place. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I've, I've looked into like buying my own spooky, like, building that has some like real good history to it and things like that and and honestly like when you really sit back and kind of go oh is there is this would it be successful you know would it make any money or anything like that it's this kind of the answer is no unless you really buy something you know very extravagant like an insane asylum or something like that but yeah, it would be so cool to own a haunted building. That is just absolute goals. I'm I'm working on a residential case right now. I'm pretty sure they'll sell you their house because <laughs> they want out because it's 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 pretty bad. Really? Uh, yeah, it's I I do residential cases here and there, and I I have to say this one that I'm working on is probably the the worst one that I. It, it's not demonic but it's very dark and right. what makes matters worse is the the one of the children is psychic and can can you know um project as well as the father so mm -hmm. he can actually channel whatever spirit and he's not as strong as the as the child and uh has lost control of his body because of it yeah, so it's, it's so, I mean, it's so hard when it's in your own home, you know, that can really, really put a strain on your whole entire life. Absolutely. And, and here's the thing, and this goes back to what you're saying. It's, it's about money when it comes to a lot of these locations and some of mm -hmm. them do things that I would say are questionable, if not disrespectful. Um, I'm not going to name locations and, and say, but there are some that, you know, they had a convention, they had a photo booth where their people were wearing straight jackets. Mm. And that's just, that's not right. And then right. the other one has an escape room. Mm -hmm. And I understand that you got to make money to keep <laughs> these locations going and, but like seriously, when your place was an asylum, yeah, and people were stuck there, and people—I think were, I know what you're talking about, by the way. <laughs> we're we're not going to name names, but like 
people are stuck there and now their spirits are stuck there, you're mocking them. Yeah. And and that goes back yeah. to, you know, people are in it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One other thing as well, which kind of like touches on the subject as well, is back to kind of like people faking evidence and things. There are actually some locations out there that are legitimately haunted. But for press or whatnot, they do fake certain things to make it more haunted. And that is one of my biggest pet peeves because it's just like, you know you have a haunted location and if you're setting things up to make it look more haunted, then that's just, it's so disrespectful. Like, and it's frankly just a waste of, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just don't like it when places do that. If you have a haunted location, don't do that. <laughs> no, and, and, and there are TV creators that, that do that kind of stuff. That's Zach Bagans. Um, so I'm, that's so funny you said that. Because like, like he, every place he goes, it's a demon. It's a demon. It's a demon. Yeah. And it's like, listen, statistically, one percent of the time is it's it's going to be a demon. The other ninety nine percent of the time, it's just an angry spirit that just can can you know mimic demonic activity but it doesn't mean it's demonic like yeah like the statistics say that that it sorry zach it it doesn't work that way and and i he's just he goes over the top and and that goes back to my thing that i said earlier and you said it too it's being genuine when you do your content mm-hmm yeah, when we've done the Goldfield Hotel, the episode coming out tomorrow, when you guys watch this, it will already be out. Um, but Heather, the caretaker, um, was giving us a walk around. And I didn't know anything about the Goldfield Hotel. Um, all I'd heard about it, I'd seen a clip of a brick being thrown in the basement from the Ghost Adventures episode. And when I said that to her, I said, oh, the brick from the basement. And she just looked at me and she was just like totally faked so faked and i was like oh that's that's really sad that's just so like and that was one of their that might have been their first season that they went to the goldfield hotel i know that they went back but this was like what kind of got them on the map was this brick being thrown and um it was just yeah. some intern that threw the brick that's, I, I don't she i don't know what if it was on a string or what i've not like analyzed the video but she as the caretaker she was very like you know this place is haunted and then the second you mentioned ghost adventure she's like no 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 <laughs> but it is the same thing it's just like if you're in a haunted location like and faking things in a haunted location then like it just confuses everything and then people go i don't know what to believe anymore you know and and that's the thing and, and, and i've been on a podcast before and we were actually talking about zach and Zach is a businessman. Mm -hmm. He is in it for money. If he's not getting people to watch, he's not making money. And mm -hmm. I can't fault him for, 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 I mean, that's what he does. He's a businessman. He makes money. This is how he makes money. Um, but it gives the community a bad name and people get a wrong perception of what we do and what we, we go up against. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I still don't, like, I don't know if it was faked or not. It could not be, it might not have been. Like, but that was one of the questions that I had for the spirits when we were doing, like, digital recorder session. Like, was the brick, was the brick being thrown faked? Like, can somebody tell me if this is real or not? You know, but we didn't get any answers on that. But yeah, he's he's made his money from it i mean and he has one of the sickest collections in the entire world from it you know and he's just living his best life and you know it's I, the only thing that really kind of I, I don't know i don't really have too much thoughts on zach baggins i really don't think about him much i'm not gonna <laughs> No, let's see. I like being. <laughs> I write for a magazine, and I'm, I'm staying up on like popular things or you know yeah. things happening. I I kind of read into all this stuff, and I subscribe to people that that talk about it. For people like you, you're just like, okay, he's just another person in the community, but he's he's over there. He's doing this content. <laughs> I'm over here with right. my with my 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 group of people you know 48,000 people were a big family and that's what this is and that's what this is all about so like there are it's almost like high school like there are cliques in high school and there are cliques in the paranormal community like we do stuff like this here but if you do this then you you can't you can't be with us mm-hmm there's different levels of the paranormal community for sure. Um, yeah, there's the people who don't do it for YouTube and just completely look down on the people who do it on YouTube because they don't think that they're being truthful, which I'm really trying to break that, you know, whole barrier around that. But I know that I cannot do that because there's always going to be people faking things no matter what. But I, all I want is for people in the ghost club community to believe in the message and what we're doing and the the activity that we do capture. Now you just I you just brought someone else in to the ghost club. Yes, a medium. Mm-hmm. So tell me about her. Oh my gosh, Mandy is uh, such a sweetheart. First off but she is also an amazing medium she actually worked with cindy i can never say her last name cindy ka <laughs> i feel so bad she's a big medium she's been on like she has been on i think ghost adventures she's now on ghost um oh gosh cindy Kaza. cindy Kaza, is that how you say it Google her. I, I, I'm Googling it. <laughs> well, I'm shocked. Maybe I'm not saying her last name properly. But um, anyway, she is also an amazing medium TV personality. Um, so Mandy um, was mentored by her. And then she has just been growing this crazy freaking medium so are you looking her up right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking her up right now. So you know what? Now I feel so bad. Like, because I you, like, you definitely know her. I, I know her because so uh, Cindy uh, was on the Holzer Files on yes. the Travel Channel. And I actually am supposed to hear very shortly interview Shane Pittman, 
who okay. was was on the Holzer Files and now is on Twenty Eight Days Haunted. So, um, yeah. So now I feel like really terrible, and everybody's <laughs> gonna see this, and it's and it's fine. But uh, like, I'm sorry. I'm horrible with names. That's the problem. Me too. Show me a picture. I'm I'm such a visual person. Like, yeah, totally. Don't feel bad about it. Um, but yeah, Mandy, she's she's amazing. She's absolutely amazing. And I've tried to bring people into Ghost Club before and it's never worked out. And it's sometimes it ends really badly. And, you know, for the past year or so, I've just kind of been like, you know what? I'm just going to do this by myself because it's not working out with anybody else. And I've always wanted Ghost Club to be like an actual club i wanted to have like a team i wanted to have maybe like four or five of us six seven eight of us like i wanted it to be a team and it just never really worked out that way and um and then i met mandy and it's just feels so so right and she's the only like female that i've like really like wanted to bring on as like to the team and just her, you know, vibes. And she stays over at my house and we genuinely hang out as friends. It's not all business. And it's just, it's just really, really cool. And when the both of us go into a haunted location, it just like, it just starts happening. And uh, I think that that's, it's amazing. And she just wants to learn and she's just so grateful and happy. And I'm so grateful and happy that she's on the team. And that's always great when you're in a, when you go into a location to do an investigation, when you connect with your partners, it makes it easier to, mm -hmm. to get evidence. And it makes it like, there are people that I investigate with that like, I don't even have to say something and they're, they're already thinking about the next step and, yes. and you're already in tune to, to what you want to do next. And so when you, when you say something, they're like, all right. And they, they just follow your lead or you follow their lead. And, you know, you're like dance partners. And then you get some people that it's just, it's clunky. Like not everybody is going to work well with other people. I mean, I've had it where people don't like working with me. I don't like working with other people. It happens. But then you got other people and it's just like, boom, boom. Like, hey, when's the next investigation? Because this was mm -hmm. totally fun. Yeah, well, that's that was the biggest thing with Mandy, too. A lot of people who I've investigated with in the past who have been wanting to bring on, um, they're very, like, restricted or they're doing something else or it's kind of like, ah, we can make maybe, like, one investigation, like, every, like, couple months, but I really, really want to do this. And it's kind of like, well, that's not, you know, I invest other, every other week. So it's, you know, and but Mandy, she's just like, where are we going? What time? What day? And, yeah, just having that kind of, like, same availability as me as well like really really helps um but she's just ready to do all the investigations all the locations and that's how i am as well so to have somebody who who is matching that energy is just like ah like it just feels unstoppable right now and i just feel like great things are coming and i've, I've been i see you on the on your instagram and like your post it's like you would think that you guys were childhood friends, like how, like how things are in your post, but yeah. in reality, that's not the case. Well, when we first met, uh, well, we first met actually at a paranormal convention 
And then, um, but when we like really like first done our first investigation, we were met each other for like the real first time spending time with each other. And that was like an eight hour drive out to Nevada. And so we had a long time to just talk, just the two of us. And we were both thinking like, oh, I hope, I hope she's cool, you know, <laughs> because this is going to be a really awkward car ride. And um, the just the how deep we got in that car ride and just talking about our upbringing and our personal lives and our family lives. And it was, we had so many similarities. It was it was like really, really weird. So I think from that moment, that's when we just just totally bonded from there, you know, um, because she understands what it's like and I understand what it's like for her. And yeah. And, I, and I've noticed that you've you've brought your dad and your stepmom. Mm -hmm. uh, so you guys went to the, uh, the not real quick to to change change gears real quick, but you went to that abandoned missile silo. Mm -hmm. And then there was somebody being chased by the police, possibly mm -hmm. by a helicopter. We don't know. All I know is there was a creepy person in the background of one of the videos and there's a police helicopter and possibly blood. Did we ever get a, uh, an answer to no answer? We never, we never got an answer to it. Um, I will say though, like look in that video comments. I mean, I really showed that blood. I wasn't even too sure if that was like, if YouTube was going to take that down or what. Um, but I took the chance. I put the episode out anyway. And uh, it's, it's blood. It's fresh blood. And a lot of people, like you just have to look at it and be like that a thousand percent that's blood. Um, See, I'm a former EMT. Oh. So, so actually my first article was, paramedicine to paranormal so like i saw that and i'm like that's that's blood i've seen quite a bit of blood in the back of an ambulance and accident scenes and hospital rooms so mm -hmm. yeah i'm like um wh where did it come from and i if i saw that personally i i would have been gone i i would have been <laughs> i wouldn't have i wouldn't have been as in-depth as you've been <laughs> filming it i would have been like yep that's blood we're gone well i don't know if you remember there was like a box on the wall and the blood was splattered up there as well and i like opened the box like with my pinky and everybody like my finger didn't touch the blood but everybody was like jade stop like stop touching things like leave and yeah i should have like i've totally learned my lesson from that you know is definitely don't go touching anything if there is a ton of blood around you. Um, that was the weirdest, the, one of the weirdest moments in Ghost Club history. And um, I'm so glad because I was going to do that investigation myself. And I was going to go up there myself. And uh, I had two people that canceled on me. And I was like, whatever, I'm just going to go up to it myself. And I text my dad that and he was like, don't go up there. I'll come with you. And I was like, well, I'm filming for Ghost Club. He was like, yeah, that's fine. I'll go with you. And um, I'm so glad that him and my stepmom were there. Um, or really, like, I do not know what would have happened um, if I was down there by myself. And if there really was somebody down there with us, what that situation could have turned into, you know? It's very coincidental. The blood, the guy in the back of the shot with your drone and then the police helicopter. Yeah. It's very like 
when things start happening over and over like that, it's not a coincidence at that yeah. point. It's starting to, so like, yeah. You know, so would you say that's your craziest thing that, that, that has happened? Or would you say, do you have anything that's even more crazy than that? Um, gosh, honestly, like it's, it's difficult for me to even look back on my episodes. They all just become a giant blur when you do so many. Um, I'm sure I have had crazier things happen. Um, that one was definitely up there though. And again, that was a video that didn't really get a crazy amount of views. Um, but just like the story is just insane. That was a wild one. Yeah. yeah I, I was looking at your numbers when I was, you know, doing like research for, for the interview and it, it had 22,000 views, but mm, then your, yeah. your other, your other ones are, you're constantly 50, 60, 70,000 views, wow. which is almost double what, what you, you, you have in followers. So I clearly, know. yeah. So YouTube's pushing it out to your followers and then pushing mm -hmm. it to, you know, to the recommended and that, and that's great. And that's how you, that's how you build your community. But then when you get one that's 22 and that's half of your, your followers, they're, they're, they're holding it back for some reason. Yeah. It might be all the blood. <laughs> it could be all the blood. Did you make sure you chart that not suitable for children? <laughs> yeah, I always do. And as, it's so funny because people still in the comments will be like, oh, you swear too much. Like, stop with the swearing. I can't handle it. And I'm like, it's not suitable for children. And that's why I mark it as that. We're all adults here. If you're terrified, <laughs> sometimes things just slip out. Yeah, like, um, so last night on that, like, last night I actually got called at midnight to this family's house. I've been to their house six times, and I was just getting done with my job for the night. And they called me, and they're like, Can you, the wife called me? She's like, Can you come over? It, it's bad. And I FaceTime another one of my investigators, and uh, he's like, You need to go upstairs and make sure he's okay. And I'm like, no, no, F that. Like, I'm like dropping cuss words and I'm like, I'm apologizing to their kids. And they're like, no, no. I'm like, like I used to, I was, I used to be a firefighter. I used to be in an EMT. Like I've, I've ran into burning buildings. I've been in active shooter situations uh, for, for EMS. And I was never as scared as I was like that. And, and when you're scared, cuss words, like, it's it's a genuine reaction. Like if if you get something crazy that happens during an investigation, you're you're gonna drop a cuss word. It's it, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Like so, people can't. I, I get why people say that because let's be honest. I I have an eight year old son. He he has access to YouTube and he kind of <laughs> watches stuff that he shouldn't be watching. And I do my best as a parent, but you can't like monitor a hundred percent of the time. So yeah, he he's heard cuss words from YouTube. So like I get it as a father, but on the flip side, like, you know, this is real world stuff. Like, yeah. So. And then if I censor them out, then people complain about the beeps being censored out and that they actually like that I swear. So it's like, you just never win. <laughs> I, I just think it's more genuine. Like yeah. there are people that will bleep it out. Like, you know, destination fear they were on tv and now they're on youtube 
And it's so amazing to see the difference between yeah. TV where they bleep that stuff out. And now you hear Chelsea dropping the, Chelsea <laughs> dropping the F word. It's like, I love it. Like yeah. that's, that's the raw emotion of it. It's not yeah. edited down, you know, watered down content. It's like genuinely fearful for, for, for her life or my life, you know, like, I've been to a couple of the, well, I've been to a location that they've been to. I've been mm -hmm. to the Indiana State Sanatorium mm -hmm. uh, a couple of times. It's, 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 if you ever get the chance, highly recommend it. Um, Is that the one where they, they, they heard the scream down there in the basement? Maybe not. That was uh, Randolph County Infirmary. Oh, okay. okay. Where, she, where she heard the hello? Are we talking about... <laughs> I think so, so yeah. Um, yeah, that was which is actually an hour and a half from my house. Oh wow. So like oh I gosh. live so I live like so I live in northern Indiana. So oh, like I'm like haunted, haunted location. I live seven minutes from the Bell Mansion. It's it's, it's it's so like but like I'm three hours from Indiana State Sanatorium. I'm an hour and ten minutes from Blackford County Jail hour and a half from Randolph, four hours from Waverly, three wow. hours from Eloise. Like it's all like right here. And, and it's like, and then you get, I have a friend, she's in Missouri and she's like, yeah, the nearest haunted place is an hour and a half away from me. Like, yeah, I would honestly go to say like the nearest haunted place for me is Virginia city, which is an eight hour drive. And we're so used to it. And we're like, yeah, Virginia City this weekend. Yeah, let's go. And it's like, oh my gosh, to have a haunted place that's like an hour and a half, it would be like dreams. <laughs> well, you need to come to, so when you come to Indiana, let me know. Cause like, we'll, we'll get you in all the, the cool spots. Like it's, for sure. Some of the places here are just, it's, it's weird to see certain states have just like this, concentrated amount of haunted places and then you go to you know another state and it's it's so sparse and i went to california back in may for vacation and i'm like looking at haunted places nearby and there's not I, like i was in palmdale and and there's not too many close by like i could go down to la and you know the, do the haunted tours and stuff but like yeah. there's no real there's um the Whaley House in San Diego. That was one that I reached out to recently and they wanted like $350 an hour or something like that. I was like, again, I don't know who's investigating these places. Um, but yeah, to investigate there for the night, it would have cost like a couple grand at least, which is just ridiculous. So it's like, but, or you could go take that eight hour drive go to you know goldfield or virginia city somewhere like close by and um you know just 150 bucks or something like that to investigate the night or even like a haunted airbnb those are always really good to investigate um because it's not extortionately priced um but yeah that not a lot of uh good places like that i hear but we definitely i really want to take a trip up to where you're at you know, let me know because we'll, we'll, I, I would love to investigate with you that I, I think that would be super 
super fun. But like, yeah, so like the Indiana State Sanatorium, if you go on a Friday and Saturday, a group of 10 people costs a thousand dollars. Yeah. Which is not bad. It's a hundred bucks a person. Yeah. But my group, we're we're going in October. We picked a Sunday night because it's seven hundred dollars for a group of ten people. So oh, really? It comes out to like seventy bucks a person. So it's like that's actually really good. I really want to do that. Maybe I could like you're actually giving me ideas. Hmm. Maybe it could be like me and Mandy, and then we could just like sell off those extra tickets or something like that, and whoever wants to come can come. That's actually what a lot of people like. A lot of people do. I've got friends that. They used to work for Ghost Hunts USA, and we, we all know the problematic uh, company that was. Um, they were tour guides, and now they they'll they're buying you know slots at these places, saying, "Hey, you come do an investigation with us." And you know we we used to to go into these places, and that's what a lot of people do. Hey, listen, I've got extra extra space. It's seventy bucks, and that's how I do a. Uh, that's how I've done a couple of investigations this yeah. year. I got message. Hey, we got an extra spot to go to Post Town Elementary. Do you wanna Do you wanna go? It's gonna be like sixty five bucks. I'm like, sign me up. Here you go. Yeah. There's my PayPal. You know, let's let's go. You know. And yeah, the good thing about the sanatorium is because it's so big as well. Like people can actually break off, and you're not really disturbed, and and things like that. My first time I was there, I, we were with like Ghost. So the first investigation I ever did was with Ghost Hunts USA, and that's how I met, you know, some of the partners that I work with. But there were 65 people, but it's still because it's so massive, it didn't seem like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then you get into these little little places and they oversell tickets. So it's yeah. like, it's like, now yeah. you get that when you go to a public investigation, you know, it's people are yeah. going to be walking around and you, if you really want to investigate, you got to pay for the, the private investigation. But a lot of these places aren't really expensive. There's, there's a, a group here they've got like six locations and you can book all six locations for like 10 people. And it's like 1800 bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it comes out to like 300 bucks a location and you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like super affordable when you do six locations, but yeah, the same people that do ISS own Billy Creek, they own, you know, Madison Seminary, Fairfield County Infirmary. They, they've they got the old saloon jail or, or whatever it is. So like a lot of these people, again, it's it's money, you know, they get these right. locations. And, and I and I love the, the people that are at ISS because um, they actually care about the community. But the, the, they buy these locations and then, you know, they're rehabbing them, you mm-hmm. know. <clears throat> Excuse me. So they're they're putting these money into these locations. So when you go there, you have a a good time, and it's not dangerous because there's a lot of places that are just falling apart. And oh, we're gonna charge you fifteen hundred dollars for your your group of ten people, but hey, there's there's holes in the floor, and yeah, you know, there's you know trespassers every night. You you can't yeah. get a quality investigation. I was like, when I was in the UK just this summer um, and and investigated Whittington Castle and um, we actually had to get insurance for that 
and like do like a risk assessment before the investigation, before filming. And it's because the castle is just so old. <laughs> it's like over a thousand years old. So that was kind of wild. Like, um, but I know in the UK they do like um insurance is a big thing for paranormal investigations. So I don't know, I feel like the US might start you know, at don't some point, they're going to have to that. start thinking about what does happen if someone really hurts themselves. Because you're in the dark most of the time, you know? You don't know where you're, you know, you not, don't have your bearings, really. I've got, I've got this light with me. I'm using my, this is normally on my camera, and I'm just trying to, <laughs> it gives me good light down here. That's how I got it set up. But, no, I, I, I'm scared of the dark which is probably not the greatest thing as a paranormal investigator. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. Like, I love the dark. Like, I can't sleep if there's even a tiny ounce of light. That's how my wife is. Like, mm -hmm. we went to, we went on, our date was to go to the Indiana State Sanatorium. And one of the, one of the experiments that they, they had us do was this really long hallway. And it was completely pitched back you know dark and you had to walk all the way down touch the wall and come back she did it no problem i got like 20 feet and i'm like i'm done i'm done and oh she, man and then i had a crazy experience in the in the the nursing home section and at the nurse's station i tell everybody this story because it's probably my most you know uh, extra extraordinary experience with the paranormal um, so they broke us up individuals, like we were spread out, you know, in the dark, you know, you lose one sense, you gain other senses type thing. So they decided to put me in the middle of the nurse's station and there's this linen closet there. The door opens and this like white misty figure comes out, walks right past me and I scream like a little girl <laughs> and you can hear my wife down the hall laughing at me as i'm screaming and then so they they're like all right cody we're gonna move you out to the intersection of these four hallways where they intersect we're gonna sit you in this chair and when you sit in the dark for a while your eyes you know adjust to it and uh six other people witnessed this nurse come out come up to me and put its hand on my shoulder and then disappear whoa did you feel anything yeah like so i so i had been feeling pain in my shoulder prior to this because like that's what when i went i was oh. still in ems no joke the next day the pain was gone whoa that yeah. actually gave me chills <laughs> yeah so but did i scream when that happened absolutely but like all night i was getting messed with like it was absolutely crazy. It was to the point during our third rotation, they put cat balls all the way around me mm. just because mm -hmm. stuff kept happening and I, no one would be around me and I wouldn't be moving and they just start going off. Yeah. So it's like wild. It seems like when you go into a location and you're scared, mm -hmm. the spirits tend to pick up on that. And I think they mess with you more that's at least my theory. Like my wife, yeah, she had, you know, something touched her leg and touched her hair and stuff, but she didn't, she wasn't scared. Me, I'm, I'm 
freaking out and you know all this stuff is happening to me so i think there is you know obviously destination fear project fear they they do these experiments all based on fear and it heightens your ability to communicate and i think that there's some truth to that there definitely definitely is one of my recent investigations and if it's not out by the time of this interview then it will be like within the next like couple of weeks but it's going to be my halloween special episode and we just done all saints asylum which is a, a haunted house maze like a walkthrough haunted house mm-hmm. and that's out in apple valley and the the stories there are so insane like when i went there and i met the owners and they were so lovely both scientists as well like not even into the paranormal but a lot of the things that they actually like decorated this haunted house with um were all from like antique stores but also an old funeral home that the man died so the family was selling off all the old funeral home stuff there's like embalming tables and like stretchers and like it's the really really like you could just feel the energy walking in there so me and mandy decided that we were going to do um a walkthrough of the haunted house by ourselves in the pitch dark and <laughs> like Mandy the second she goes in like she couldn't do it like she did go through but like she couldn't do it in the dark and it's such a bizarre feeling when you're looking through this tiny little screen this little night vision screen and you have to walk through a haunted house and all you can see is just like clowns dangling and it's really really scary and um another thing about that we talked about uh ghost adventures and they actually reached out to All Saints Asylum wanting to do an episode there. And the owners turned them down because they know what they're like. So it's kind of, yeah, just to kind of like bring it back to that. But sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? That You know, that's funny. You bring up Ghost Adventures. Um, so the mine, the two mine episodes that Ghost Hunters did just recently with the project fear crew i don't know if you saw that i know of them i've not watched them yet so they got so these these two mines had like horrific mine fires they're actually i think it's in either california or nevada so it's not like too far from you um anyway ghost adventures reached out and they didn't respond to ghost adventures request but then ghost hunters Oh no. Okay. So the, so there was, so the people from the mine accidentally sent a, a thing to ghost adventures instead of ghost hunters said uh-huh. confirming that they're filming and ghost adventures came back and said, we're not scheduled to be there, but do you guys want us? And they're like, Oh no, we meant ghost hunters. <laughs> oh, so, and, wow, and I guess awkward. I guess Zach got really like I, I and I, I you know Zach got mad about that, you know. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, you kind of bring it upon yourself. Yeah, I know. Like I'm so so glad that Project Fear is now on YouTube. Like I've never been happier for them. 
Like it's so cool that they already have this large following and the fact that they're even wanting to continue to do this just goes to show you that it wasn't just a show. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Like they're genuinely into this and they're really good at what they do as well. And I believe them 100%. I don't think that they fake anything. And it just goes to show that you can be entertaining and not fake things. And as long as the vibe's right, you know. And like you, they are big on their fans. They actually respond to their fans. And like they got the fear club, which I'm not part of. I'm not. Everybody can get mad. I'm not paying the $10 a month to join the fear (laughs) club. Okay. I'm like okay behind the scenes stuff i've seen what behind the scenes stuff is in the paranormal community it doesn't interest me because i live it okay <laughs> so like yeah. yeah for people that are not like 24 7 in the paranormal community it's a great value you get to see like the behind the scenes stuff but like they communicate like i'm in a facebook page or a facebook group and Dakota is actually in that group and actually responds to the comments from his personal Facebook. So, like, that is how you build, you know, a community. Like, they, you know, their show got canceled. They started that Kickstarter, you know, and it was funded within, like, six hours. They, they hit their goal and they exceeded their goal. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Well-deserved as well absolutely because they don't they don't fake they're funny and and they just i mean they're all they all childhood friends that you know that now do this so like they're they flow amazingly well together Mm -hmm. and and their shows are like i mean they show the cool stuff like let's be honest um so I think they're they're successful because they are genuine. Yeah. I think people are now starting to realize the the toxic and the drama that's in the paranormal community. And our goals now for 2024 is like positivity, pushing forward, you know, bringing up the the small creators that are actually doing good stuff and mm-hmm. and pushing you know pushing the negativity away. And I think that's right that's what's important and that's what you're doing like you know that's why i was like you know what i want to reach out to them i want to interview you know jade because she she genuinely cares about what she's doing yeah yeah like yeah your tile you know your little tiles that you set up for your youtube is like you know sometimes you gotta you're like i'm scared face but like that gets people drawn in like that's literally youtube it's literally youtube it's literally youtube but like it's not fake though it's not a fake reaction it's a legit reaction it's it's raw emotion and i think that's what drives the content and i think that's why i mean three years almost you know to fifty thousand followers you're obviously doing something right you know, you're you're very close to getting that play button for a hundred thousand followers, you know. Yeah, you know? and I, I see you getting that, you know, you keep doing what you're doing, you're you're gonna get that play button. That's funny that you say that because when Mandy was joining on board, I like we were kind of like going over some of the, the business side of things and stuff like that. And 
And um, I was, you know, she was really excited. And I was like, yeah, like, I mean, pretty chill here. Like, not going to make you do anything that you don't want to do. Like, if you have an idea, just let me know. We'll roll with it and all that. And then I was just like, but the only thing is when I get that play button, it's going in my office. And there's just no, <laughs> there's no negotiating on that. <laughs> but I'm hoping that they send two. I don't know if that's a thing, but. I don't nice know if you can buy an extra one, but you guys oh, can rotate. Can you? You, can, you can rotate like every <laughs> other month. Like... Oh man. Yeah. That was, that would be a huge accomplishment. Like it really, really would. And uh, I feel, I don't know. So I'm trying to be like, Oh, I had my own show or anything like that, but I did have my own show. No, I'm just <laughs> no, you know what? And, and, and... <laughs> I would, I would totally do the same thing. So I used to be a freelance news journalist, like a photographer. So I like recorded news stuff and some of my work got submitted for, uh, the, uh, for Emmys for Emmy consideration. And oh, wow. yeah. So okay. now, now here's the thing. So some of my footage did was part of a news broadcast that ended up winning an Emmy. I didn't get the Emmy, but 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 whatever. I wanted the <laughs> Emmy for for like personal reasons. So so this is funny. It's not funny, but it's funny. So my little sisters, you know, just graduated law school. But back when I was going through my divorce from my first wife, I went to Thanksgiving. I go to sit down. It's just me and my son. I go to sit down with my siblings and my sister's like, this table is for uh, people that have significant others. And just like kicked me out of the room. So I wanted to win this Emmy and take it to Thanksgiving and be like, this table is for Emmy winners only. <laughs> you got to go to another table. <laughs> so I wanted to win it for personal. I mean, I didn't win it, but like, you know, it would have been like, so good though. So so when you say, "Hey, like I got my own show," like I totally get what you mean. Like you <laughs> yeah. you got that that you earned it. You mm. you, you know you want to be proud of the work you do. So yeah, if you get that play button, like show it up. Like go on top of a building and scream, oh, "I got a play button!" Like and I would support you one hundred percent in doing that <laughs> because it's like it's a big thing. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, it is. I'm excited for that. Like the show um, that I was going to say was it was for Discovery Plus. This was a couple, three years ago. Um, so I had Ghost Club Paranormal and it was eh, like it was all right. Like it, it was starting to grow. And then um, I took three months, flew to the UK and done a show for Discovery Plus and it was very epic and like first time that I've ever experienced like cameras and all this kind of stuff and it was wild I mean it was so action-packed the places that we went were amazing it was like the hellfire caves like things like that just crazy locations um and then I got back and I'd done all my voiceover work and it was all set to go. And it was like the week before it was supposed to go. We have interviews set, like daytime television, like interviews. It was like madness. And then it just didn't air. 
And it was really weird, um, but it was like something to do with one of the cast members. So like that all had to get like figured out. And I think it was anyway, something to do with the cast members. That's my theory on it anyway. I could be wrong, but I mean, but yeah, so that's what happens. And then it was supposed to get set for another day and then it got pushed back. And it was just like a really, really, really stressful, really wild time. And um, it was this the same week that destination fear got cancelled was the week that they told us that the show wasn't going to air which is wild because discovery plus i had talked to them in person they even sent me a christmas basket you know how much that meant to me <laughs> that's how you know it's legit and um they loved it and so much money and time and effort and all this stuff went into it and it just for it to be dropped like that is so bizarre. And still was to this day, I don't have an answer to why they dropped it. Um, was that yeah. the ghost trapped underground? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the only reason I know that is because when I was searching you, you have an IMDb page. I do. <laughs> I you do. have it. And, and it has it on there. So I was like, I, I've never heard of this. And I tried Googling it and I, I couldn't find it. So like, yeah. You'll find, like, if you go to, like, if you Google Ghost Traps Underground and hit images, there'll be, like, a picture there of, like, the official, um, like, picture, like, discovery picture and all that. Um, but it was crazy. In the UK, like, you know, my friends and family were sending me videos of there's, like, just, like, during the ads, there'd be, like, a break, and then it would just be a picture of me, like, with a flashlight, and it's, like, shining, and it would just be, like this Thursday or whatever it was but it was literally right before Ghost Adventures aired and it was a really big deal and for it to be cancelled like that with absolutely no explanation was just really really like kind of soul destroying um that's when I've just kind of right from that I mean like about a year ago I started to think this is kind of weird it was supposed to air twice already and it keeps on getting taken off and then I was just like, you know what, like, I'm, I'm just focusing on YouTube because um, I can't rely on other people to do things like, I mean, make something great. I want to make something great. And that's why when like Project Fear is now on YouTube, it's just like, oh, I'm so glad that they're like really and they're probably making the money that they deserve as well now. And yeah, and they don't have to deal with all this added extra stuff i don't know i don't know I, i've heard a lot of things about tv shows being cancelled around the same time that their show got cancelled and i don't think it's a coincidence that mine got cancelled as well like we only got told that week the same week yeah yeah i think um i think there was a lot that went into it obviously you know the combination of hbo and discovery but i also think they're or other people that were involved. Yeah, I'm not going to say names because we've already said their name multiple times during this episode. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that they really cleaned house when it came to paranormal shows. Mm -hmm. There, there were quite a few like that were on that did not get renewed, and it's something about it's very fishy. Yeah, it seems so. all very. Um... I don't know what the words I'm looking for. Just like controlled, you know? 
I think egos had to be involved to, mm -hmm. but look at you. Like you, you didn't like, <laughs> you, you, you didn't like, you, but no, you didn't like, you didn't let that ruin what, what you wanted to do because you could have said, you know what? I'm done with the paranormal community, packed up your stuff and moved on. But no, now you're focusing a hundred percent on YouTube. No, I'm, I'm honestly like, I'm actually like more thankful that it didn't come out. And I'm really not just saying that, like I've had a long time to think about it and I'm actually more grateful that it didn't come out because now I don't have ties to this group, you know, like we had good times, but <clears throat> excuse me, there was a lot of like drama on the back end of things that I don't know if I could have came back for a season two anyway, because it's in the UK and yeah, I probably would have, but it's like, you know, it's in the UK, it's been gone from my house for three months and, and then, yeah, just being tied with other people that I don't necessarily really feel like fit my kind of, you know, like who I am or it's just better off if I just kind of like do things by myself. Plus you have full creative control of your YouTube. You're the one that does the editing. You're the one that yeah. does, you're the one that does everything. So at the end of the day, you only answer to yourself. Like yeah. you can put out content and, and, and you're happy with it. There you go. You win. You know, I'm at so the end tired, of the day, you win. Cody. I'm so tired. <laughs> Listen, I work full time in logistics I do paranormal investigations. I do interviews and I write for the magazine and I do residential cases. Like, That's a lot. And, and I have two kids. Mm -hmm. So like, I am, I am, I am swamped. So yeah. I totally, I totally get it. I'm jealous of you. Like, because it doesn't seem like, like, you know, it's, it seems like your your videos are just so natural. Like, I look and watch my videos and me doing investigations. I'm just like, oh, gosh, this is so embarrassing. And then I watch yours and it's just like it's like you were born to, to be behind the camera or in, well, behind and in front of the camera, like doing what you're doing. It, it just it, it just. Obviously, the sh your show that got canceled from Discovery Plus happened for a reason. Yeah. And now you have full creative control. And it, the same thing with, you know, Project Fear. You know, it's great that they're breaking up these locations into multiple episodes. And they're hour-long episodes. Mm. Like, you can show more and instead of... It's you know, 10 minutes of this, 10 minutes of that, 10 minutes of that. And that's your, yeah. your, that's your 30 minute episode. Or if they, you know, it was an hour long, it's 20, 20, 20. Okay. That's cool. But now you've got an hour. You, you, they could do 10 hours long and it, 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 and you know what? Their fans would watch it. They yeah. would absolutely watch it. And it's yeah. all about building that community. And that's totally like when you're seeing that you look back at your investigations and they're a little cringy, you know, like I kind of feel like, oh gosh, when I first started off, I've just started doing this thing on my YouTube for memberships because I never used to put anything out for memberships, but now I'm really trying. And uh, so I'm starting to do like video reviews of my old episodes 
So I just like released one and it's like me watching the very first investigation that I'd done and it's so cringe and so stupid. And I'm like, why are you talking? Every single time I'll turn the camera around and be like, I'll, I'll, like I'll turn the camera off and I'll switch it back on and be like, okay, so I'm, I'm in the room, the hotel room. I just investigated the whole hotel and nothing really much came through. And I'm like, you just skipped the entire investigation, came back to your room and just start telling people about your investigation. Like nobody wants to see that, you know? It was really funny, but so cringy. Um, yeah, I guess like three years ago when I started this, I would have never have went on camera like I am now. Like I've literally, like I don't have any makeup on. I just put like a little highlighter on. I'm like, let's do this. But that would never have happened three years ago. But the more that you put yourself out there, the more you realize people don't actually care if you're this is perfect or that is perfect. Or sometimes they find the, the awkwardness or the quirkiness like funny. And it's like endearing almost because it's real. So again, it is like, I think the cringiest part is when you try too hard to like present something but it, yeah, it really helps as well if you have like a friend there and you're just like bantering back and forth and then, you know, and I hope that people really love that with Mandy coming on board because it's a little bit different from what I've I've put out before because we are such good friends and we do have these really funny moments. Can it be annoying? I'm not too sure. I'm still waiting to hear the verdict. We'll find out soon. <laughs> I, I, I'm excited to see that. I'm not I'm the type of person that like makes jokes during investigations like it can't always be serious it, mm -hmm. it really can't because like you lose focus on your ultimate goal mm -hmm. like I when I went to ISS the first time they were they were explaining the rules of the building and they're like yeah there's no smoking inside you got to go to the designated area and then I chimed in or the crematorium you know <laughs> So well, you're a dad. It makes sense. <laughs> I, I mean that, and, and then and then they didn't like my my joke, and, and it's a true fact that during cremation there is a point where the meat is perfectly cooked. So um, they did not like that fact. Oh, gosh. Again, I was an EMT. Like right. this is this is the world. I, the dark humor, mm -hmm. and, and and now I I investigate with. Um, woman named sky and a couple of her partners and it's just and and i fit right in because it, it you know there are times where it's you know it's serious but other times it's just like it's joke 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 yeah and it, and, and it just it makes it so much more fun yeah i think the thing that like um i love investigating with mandy because when we're uncomfortable or scared we like laugh and it's such a weird, like, thing. It's, I mean, I, I, it happens to me, like, I mean, I work at an elementary school, you know. I fell off my chair the other day, really hurt myself. And I have, like, 11 kids, like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? Like, really, like, concerned for me. And I'm laughing my head off because I don't know how else to react. And they're like, are you okay? <laughs> I think I scarred them. Gotta get them started early. I'm laughing because I'm fine. I'm laughing because I'm fine. I'm like, I'm really embarrassed. But it's the same thing with investigating. When something scary happens or startling happens, it's just like, we just, 
start laughing and it's it's a weird take on something you know what I mean but it's also comforting when you know you can kind of because again like you like I've I've well I mean I was born and raised in Britain so I mean dark humor is everything there and that's just kind of where I take it sometimes sometimes you need to I I I totally get it. I it's the same I'm I'm the same way. And like mm-hmm. my wife hates it when when I like I will I will in the middle of a serious a serious conversation or a serious moment, I will just make like a joke and then everybody's looking at me like what the heck is wrong with him? <laughs> and I think that makes life so much better when like you can in like you're you're scared to death and be like you know the the jokester i mean you yeah know? yeah it's just yeah i mean I've, I've been doing this for a while now also maddie's been doing it for a while now you've been doing it for a while now like you start to kind of you know you have your ways you know it, it kind of is nice because it kind of reels it back in it gives you the the energy and like the okay like that was kind of a scary moment but also like funny moment because we just burst both out la- bro- both burst out laughing like let's keep going you know but because sometimes you know there's been a few places where i just want to like leave and not come back like nevada state prison that was one i was just i definitely wasn't laughing on that one <laughs> And it seems like everybody that goes there has like it's it's one of those dark places. Yeah, it's not my list. <laughs> you need to go. Like, I mean that that was actually the first like prison that I've ever investigated, and I've always had a, a huge fear of prison. Like, even you know, just going to prison for something that I never done before. I just, I don't really have, I've never really wanted to even investigate a prison because I'm so scared of prisons. I love my freedom. I don't ever want to think about being behind bars or anything like that. And going there was just such a huge, like, oh my gosh, I almost started crying. Like I was really holding back tears just doing the walkthrough. And I just, I was just like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Like, and it was just a little bit of mixture of everything. It was just like the realization, like how, horrible people being locked in these cells for so long but also stop having compassion for criminals like it was just so weird it was this horrible battle and then just all the activity that happened after that like just just prepare yourself if you go there for sure and the thought that there were innocent people there i know that's something that i always go back to like it's just like I'm the type of person, like, like I said, I was an EMT. Like, I didn't care if you were a criminal. I don't care, like, what you've done in your past, what what happened. You're a person, and I'm going to treat you the same as I'm going to treat anyone else. You know, like, it's it. I think that's what makes certain people really good paranormal investigators is when they have when they're empathetic mm-hmm. to, to yeah. things. Cause when you go in there and you, like you go into a prison or you go into a location, you're like, okay, whatever, you know, you, you deserve to be here. The spirits are just going to be mad and they're not going to want to communicate with you. But if you go in and you're empathetic, like, you know, 
because a lot of these prisons, they were abused or other terrible things happen there. Mm -hmm. So if you're empathetic to that, you're going to get their stories. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's why I do this is I I love the history of the buildings and I want to get stories out. There. I want to have that communication because sometimes the best communication or best conversations I have are with dead people and not actual people. Mm -hmm. It's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you 100 percent on that. Real people scare me so much more than anything that I could ever come face to face with on an investigation. It's always my biggest worry is I'm, I'm kind of like staying away from the abandoned places as much now. And um, I'm just really trying to focus on like, you know, set up locations and doing it right. But yeah, the, the abandoned places are definitely the sketchiest places for sure. Um, yeah, came in a few weird ones. And out where you live, there's quite a few because I went from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. I drove, you know, drove there and there was like abandoned gas stations. There was a I believe there's an abandoned water park at one point. And I, I, I missed it both times. And I'm like, dang it, I wanted to stop. And I, I did ultimately stop at, you know, one of the abandoned gas stations. And I took my son and we, we did a tour of it. Like it wasn't a a paranormal investigation but it was just cool to see you know this abandoned yeah. gas station and but then you you got to watch out for why is it abandoned or if there's bad stuff inside you know blood dripping from walls and boxes yeah made. <laughs> i know like I, I feel like around where i am there are a lot of abandoned places for sure um it's I mean, I'm trying to think, like, there there are some, like, abandoned towns around here. Uh, I guess that's called a ghost town. But um, if they're out in the middle of the desert, I'll usually stop over and, like, kind of check them out. But the other places, like, abandoned places around, like, Los Angeles, those are just so sketchy, so sketchy, because there's so many people that go to those locations at night and, and get up to whatever they get up to, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's what worries me. And that's why I kind of stay with, stay on the beaten path of, you know, I'm going to go to these locations that, you know, yeah. they're taken care of. But, like, I, I had to stop. Like, it, it, <laughs> yeah. this abandoned place just draw, drew me in. It said, stop. <laughs> you know, it was, a, it was also a nice break from driving, you know, because yeah. I, I did all the driving on the vacation. So, like. I will say this though, like if you're at an abandoned place, and this is a, a talking from this experience, um, we were in the canned heat house in Zapanga Canyon, uh, myself and Barrier Beyond, and we were just wrapping up with our investigation, and it sounded like there was there's only one way in and one way out, and it sounded like there was like twelve people about to come in, and we were like, oh no. <laughs> what do we do what do we do but then we realized that they were teenagers um and the second like that happens jazz literally screamed from the top of her lungs and i'm filming out like a little window and you can see them over the bridge and and they just take off screaming i've never laughed so hard in my life like how fast these kids ran because i think that they were going there to get spooked and they never even made it in 
it was so funny but that's basically kind of like if worse comes to worse you have to act crazier than the crazy person coming into that building (laughs) or just scream (laughs) we're pretty crazy we're we go into haunted places for fun like this this is how we this is our like I can unwind going to a haunted place. Like it's, it's, it's relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. Am I going to get scared and like, you know, stuff's going to happen? Yes. But also like, you're going to get a great night's sleep that night. (laughs) I feel so energized when I like, when I get done, I'm like, all right, where's the next one at? Let's, let's do this. So Jade. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Oh no. I was just going to say like, just about the abandoned thing was just I think I'm just kind of over getting done like chased by the police like that's one thing that like for the next year I just don't want to have to deal with that you know I'm 31 years old like I need to be like not being chased down anymore so yeah yeah I I'm 33 I don't like to be uh you know let the cops deal with more important things than me right. trespassing on property. Because it's real quick, funny story. So where I work, um, we have mailboxes for all the employees. Someone put a job application in my mailbox, and in there, like, ha- so they filled it out with my name and stuff, and they said, ha- "Do you have any felonies?" And they said, "Yes, trespassing." So. <laughs> Like I've never been arrested for trespassing. Like you know, I, I don't have any, you know, whatever people. Yeah. But I got that. I think it's somewhere in my office, but like, cause I'm going to hang that up when I get my office finished. That's finally. funny. I'm going to hang it. I thought it was hilarious. What was did that? You, did you find out who done it? Who put it in there? No, we have no idea. Like I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, come on, tell me which one of you, but there's like a hundred people that could have had access to it. So yeah. like, I'm like, whatever, I, you know, it, I, <laughs> some people would have just gotten mad about it. And I'm just like, no, this is, this is funny. Cause this is what I do. Like, yeah, I literally have the logo, you know, my YouTube is the sharp side of paranormal and I have a logo made up and it's on the side of the side windows of my Jeep, you know, cause uh-huh. I, I so like to advertise it. Yeah, that's that's cool that you're you're willing to do that. I think that it is good advertising putting it in your car, but I would never put a Ghost Club Paranormal sticker on my car. I would be so scared if like somebody followed me. <laughs> I'm I'll so weird with car. that. Like I don't I don't like people knowing where like I live. I'm very open about a lot of things. But the second I moved into my house, like I stuck like a ton of cameras inside, outside, just weird with that kind of stuff. I don't like it. If I get noticed, like if I get recognized, like it's just don't even come up to me. Like it's so bad because I'm just so awkward and I'm just like, I don't know. It's like stranger danger. And I'm just like, I don't know you at all. I was just gonna say. I was just gonna ask. So, have you had people come up to you in public and be like, "Hey, you're the girl from the YouTube channel"? Yeah. Yes, and it, you know, yeah, I have, and it's always very like it always happens so fast and kind of like takes like you know, the first time it happened was in the UK, which really really threw me off. Um, 
And then just recently as well, um, I was in Virginia City and somebody came up. I, I know it was somebody walking back and forth and I'm eating a sandwich. I was I was with Mandy and just eating my sandwich and somebody's walking back and forth and I'm kind of clocking them and they're kind of like looking at me. And then he comes back and he says, oh my gosh, Jade from Ghost Club Paranormal. It's my birthday. I watch your show and stuff. Can, can I get a photo? And I was like, oh yeah, of course. And then I stand up and it's so awkward when you have to give somebody a camera to take a picture of you with somebody else. And I was just like, oh, Mandy, like, I'm so sorry. I give her the camera and then she takes the photo and then he turns around and he goes, are you, I know you too. Are you from Nick Groff's tour? And she was like, yes. And I was like, yes. <laughs> like this guy is like a true paranormal fan. Like I love that you know it was Mandy and didn't make it too awkward, you know, but that was a really nice interaction. Um, but yeah, so, and I say this, like, you know, if you're going to approach me, like approach me with caution, maybe like hand me a cookie first or something like that. Let me like, <laughs> thank you some Starbucks. Here you go. Yes. Yes. And iced coffee. <laughs> like I have a, so before I did the paranormal, I had a TikTok, and, um, I did EMS stuff and I actually got recognized by a, an EMS student who actually <laughs> followed my stuff. He's like, you're EMT Cody on, on TikTok. And I'm like, yes, I am. And he's like, oh my God, I follow you. And like, so oh, that's so cool. I I'm love like, that. Though. So I did a video with him. I was like, when you're at school, cause I was in paramedic school at the mm -hmm. time and I was just a regular EMT. I ended up quitting paramedic school to, to go back to logistics so I could focus more on paranormal uh, just because my schedule works perfectly. Mm -hmm. uh, so I did a video. And I'm like, hey, hey, look at when one of your followers goes to the same school that you do. And it's, you know. That's really cool, though. It's, it is a huge compliment to be, like, noticed. You know, I mean, it is a really big compliment, but it's also very alien. So it's, yeah. I'm the same way with celebrities as well. Like I used to work with a lot of celebrities and like the first time I met like Sarah Michelle Gellar, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the oh, Buffy. Don't, don't, don't tell my wife because she loves, she rewatches the whole series every year. Yes. So, so she loves Buffy. I love Buffy too. And yeah, I just, I was so awkward. Like I was, I used to work at like a, a wine safari in Malibu, so random, um, but I had her on tour and she was also with Shannon Doherty as well. Um, so she's from Charm. So they were both on tour together and I was just sitting there like not even looking at her. Like she's like right here and I'm like, I couldn't even like look at her. It was so, I was so awkward. So it, it works the other way around as well. But yeah, yeah. the guy from YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hate your stuff. You know, that's that's always my fear. It's like your stuff is terrible. And somebody No, those trolls will never say it to your face. Come on. That's true. I'm like, uh, you know what? There there are some people that would say it to my face, like, like, oh, your stuff's terrible. Okay, that's fine. And I think it's terrible too, you know. Yeah. And I do it I just do it for the fun. You it's know? probably best to just walk away. <laughs> You know, yeah. that's the, the beauty about social media, but it's also the downfall of our society is because like people are just so mean <laughs> in comments and it's like, wow, like 
like you said, most people wouldn't say it to your face, but it's like we we've given people the tool to like bully people. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah. I, I before like my channel like became really anything, um, I was I had collaborated with another paranormal investigator who had a lot of followers, and his vault followers didn't take to me very well. Um, and that was some of the worst comments that I've ever read about like myself or I, I was up all night. Like I just, I was like crying. I didn't know what to do. Like, and I messaged this person and I was like, can you remove the comments? And they said no. And they told me to get a backbone because this is YouTube baby. And you're going to have to deal with these comments. And I was so like, wait, what? Like, that's so rude. Why wouldn't you take these down? Like, and but now I kind of understand it like I kind of feel like that was the kick that I needed to just be like you're gonna have to really really toughen up um and from this YouTube journey I've, I've learned so much like I've learned to say no you know I've been just hated on but it's not it doesn't do anything to me anymore haters are gonna hate yeah it, it, you know, you know what? You've got, you know, 48,000 followers. You know, you're obviously doing something right. I have you know, people you, that like me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, you, half of those are people that hate you. And half of those are people yeah. you. They, they just follow you just to see what you're doing. Uh, oh, this Jade makes me so angry, but I'm going to follow her videos. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Because you're giving me, you know, every time you comment something, and that's the thing with TikTok. Like, so I, I used to take every negative comment personally. And then I'm just like, wait a minute. Like every time someone comments, someone does, you know, whatever to my video, yeah, that's just going to get it to more people and more people. And you know what? Thanks for making me money. I will say that's where I draw the line. Like I'm not on TikTok. I started to, I, I started doing TikTok. The comments are so random. Like you can tell that they're from people that don't want to see paranormal stuff at all. And it's being pushed to them. And I'm just like, this is the algorithm's really, really weird with TikTok. So I started deleting all my videos. And I think I've got, I don't know, I think I've got almost like 30,000 followers on TikTok. I don't even know how that happened. And I just never post anymore because I can't handle the TikTok. Like, the TikTok, I sound so old. <laughs> It's kind of like the Facebook. Uh, the Facebook. But no, like, you, you you don't have the time for the TikTok. Because you got you to gotta bring, you. it's seven seconds. If I, or it's it's not even seven seconds, it's like three seconds. If I don't like the first three seconds of video, I'm on to the next one, you yeah. know? So and you've got to, you got to, it's different where YouTube, where you, it's, it's your captive audience. And then yeah. it gets pushed out to people that are watching similar videos. Mm-hmm. I think TikTok, it's just like a random, like whatever. It's so random. And I don't, and I could honestly, like, on Instagram, I have like 13,000 followers on Instagram. I have 30,000 followers on TikTok and I upload on Instagram almost every day. And on TikTok, I and I literally don't know anybody who's following me. 
I have never had a conversation with one of them. Like, I don't know who these people are. Like, there's such a disconnect compared to like my Instagram, who I'm constantly like chatting with people in the community. And like, it's such a positive place. And, you know, I can post all my updates on there. And don't same worry, with YouTube. It's not TikTok right now. Oh, God. <laughs> are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> Here we go. I don't know. And it's not like. But there are other people that are so successful, like Kalani Ghost Hunter. He's got like 2.8 million people that follow him on TikTok. Uh -huh. See, I've never heard of him before, but is he like a paranormal investigator? Yeah, he's a paranormal investigator. He's oh. actually going to be in, in my town next week. Ooh. <sighs> For whatever reason, my TikTok is not working. So whatever. <laughs> it's really nothing to push or promote anyway to be fair i just wanted to see like is it just random people that follow you or or whatnot it's total random people that follow me like i don't yeah i don't do tiktok i watch tiktok but i don't I, I mean i love tiktok and i i send my wife stupid tiktoks and she sends me you know yeah meaningful ones like sweet ones and then i just send her the most inappropriate stuff that i can find <laughs> so it's 2023 that's how we communicate like that's that's just how we communicate now it's through tiktoks well jade i have taken up a lot of your time i really appreciate you sitting down um you know Again, I was I'm fangirling because you know I have been watching your stuff. I have been following you for a while, and the fact that you were like, "Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, you know," I sent you the email. I'm like, "Okay," you know, nine times out of ten, nobody responds to to my request, and you're just like, "Let's do it," and I'm like, "Yes," <laughs> so I'm like, "Yes," and so yeah. you you have totally made my day. Oh well, I love just I love chatting. Usually, you can't shut me up. If you want to do like a five-hour podcast, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, I can talk well, for days. Well, I know the magazine's actually working on, we're actually getting a podcast and it comes out in September. So like once they, I don't know the full details of like if they're going to have guests, but like I'll, I'll, if they, if they're looking for guests, I'll throw your name. I'll be like, yeah. you, you're going to want to talk to Jade because yeah she i mean this was a fun interview like the conversation just it was like boom 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 like we've been it says an hour almost an hour and 40 minutes now Woo. So, yeah so like you know i was like oh this is gonna last like maybe an hour she she's a busy person but no like you've given me you know two hours of your time and i i really appreciate that Oh, I am a very busy person, but I'm also somebody that likes to leave things to the very last minute and challenge myself to get it all done in record time. <laughs> I am the, I tell my wife, listen, you don't need to keep reminding me every six months that I need to do something. I will eventually <laughs> I get to it. I know. I know. Well, Jade, thank you again. And uh, I, I wish you all the success because you you're you're do you're out there doing it. Awesome! Thank you so much. I really appreciate you inviting me, and thanks everybody who made it to the end. 